Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for a TSS Fantasy. Yeah! <laughs> Nick had an interesting story he's about to tell right before we started, so we'll have to get back to that later. We got to get ready, Nick. It's playoff time, bro. We got to go. Everyone's getting fired up, and we got a big show tonight. We got champs or chumps in a little bit. We all know that's lots of fun. So let's get our introduction started. Welcome to the studio, Nick. You got Flandered Macaronis. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, Cooper, thank you for being a Richard a few moments ago. I greatly appreciate it. Um, and speaking of being a Richard, don't be a Richard this year for Christmas and holiday gift giving season. Go to TSS Fantasy. Click on merchandise. Okay, I've been saying it for weeks now, children. Let's go. Click on merchandise. Select one of our lovely array of merchandise products. And as I said before, you can be the hit of the gift exchange event. And you and your guests can be styling and profiling. Yes, that's what every person wants at a gift exchange is a TSS Fantasy t-shirt. I I do, I do, I do. do. Me, let me make sure I draw... The number, the last number for sure. All right, let's also not waste our paid professionals' time. Welcome to the studio, Dr. Jeffrey Miller. Welcome, sir. Gentlemen, good evening. It is great to be here. Missed the weekend show, but super excited to be back for the weekday show. Indeed, lots of interesting stuff to talk about with you for sure. So we won't we'll get it started right away. Don't forget, guys, we are the fantasy show of the people. Visit us, tssfantasy.com. If you're there now, you can get our updated rankings for week 15. They're a little early, but they're up there. We'll need to adjust, I'm sure, as we go, since we seem to have a rampant COVID thing going on. But um, we'll see. This is where they're up now. If you want to start prepping for the playoffs, they're ready for you now to check out. Also, don't forget a link for Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. All of our great podcasts on there from wrestling to racing. We have it all for you, so just make sure you do check them out. Don't forget also to wake up Belly Up on Sunday. We're all part of the uh, Belly Up Sports Podcast pregame sports lineup. Wake up with us from 8 to 9 a.m. because we are the fantasy show the people. All right, let's get it started. Dr. Jeffrey Miller, it's time for the house call. 
All right, let's get it started with the football team. Taylor Heineke. So he missed a couple of snaps against Dallas, but he's expected to be ready to go against the Eagles next week. Um, To quote him, he said, I think the knee should be fine. I should be ready this week. Sounds pretty clear to me. (laughs) Thank you for that brilliant analysis, sir. That is what you get paid for. We appreciate you. All right, what else we got? (laughs) Absolutely. So... Uh, we'll stay with the football team. Um, <laughs> wide receiver Terry McLaurin took a just brutal landing. Mm. So went up to catch a pass against the Cowboys and came down. And it's like he forgot he had arms. And he came down <laughs> and just smashed his head right down on the turf. And it bounced. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. His head bounced up mm. off the turf. So really, really... Um, significant impact. Not surprisingly, he's in the concussion protocol on Tuesday, on Wednesday, too soon to speculate whether he's going to clear it, um, but he's there today in the concussion protocol. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. Brain injuries are hard, um, hard to diagnose, hard to tell, but as I think it's important what you just mentioned, the hard hit that he took, um, so it might be a little tougher for him to get back out of the concussion protocol for that one. All right, who else we got? So Rex Burkhead, there's, there's a couple of things I wanted to highlight here. Uh, SportsIllustrated.com had this great headline. It said, quote, Texans woeful offense losing more weapons. And I thought that really <laughs> sums it up beautifully. So uh, Burkhead initially was diagnosed with a groin injury, but that's evolved to a hip injury. Um, and this occurred during Sunday's loss to Seattle. It's presently day-to-day. But when we have this hip or groin injury, uh, the commissioner once said it is a booty injury. So I'd like to say that Burkett is now day-to-day with a booty injury. Indeed. But really, commissioner, the Texans versus the Jags coming up this weekend, is this the least fantasy-relevant game of the season right here? Sounds like a booty game, to say the least. <laughs> oh, this is a nice segue. You're just setting me up there, I think. That's or, I think or depending on how you look at it, it could be booty full. Oh, it could be. Never know. I mean, (laughs) who else you got, Doc? Oh, so Lamar Jackson um, carted off with an ankle sprain. So to be carted off, that's pretty significant. Wasn't able to put any meaningful weight on it. Um, So we've got to consider that an extended absence is possible when the pain severity is that significant, particularly because being able to move and scramble and cut is such a big part of Jackson's game. So if he is not mobile, is he himself? Totally agreed. Yeah. Um, something to definitely monitor. I know Lamar Jackson owners were definitely hurt this week. So they're probably not quite confident going into playoff now with him. So yeah, definitely something to monitor. And maybe you know, waiver wire is up right now. Maybe need to grab someone tonight. Who else? I know somebody. All right, well, we'll get we'll get to that later, Dick. All right, who else you got? So DJ Moore, wide receiver for the Panthers, um, diagnosed with a hamstring strain. Coach Rule said he's day to day after pulling his hamstring in the loss of the Falcons. So not a whole lot to say there aside of the day to day current story. Wait for more information in Wednesday's report. All right, keep monitoring there. Gotcha. Who else we got? So Austin Eckler, uh, Chargers incidentally have a short week coming up, so that might complicate this a little bit. Austin Eckler. Uh, knocked out of the game in the second half against the Giants. 
but it was unclear how significant the ankle injury was. Um, it's been speculated it might be a high ankle sprain, but I haven't heard confirmation of that. If it's a high ankle, even a mild high ankle should have him out during a short week. Um, so a couple of things. Coach, uh, Coach Daly said Eckler's fine. That was his quote. However, he didn't practice on Monday. So how can you be fine and not practice Monday? I think there's more going on there. Because it's a short week, um, definitely want to wait for a little bit more information, but I have my reservations whether he'll play on Thursday. Mm, that's big news going into playoff week. All right, who else we got? Uh, DeAndre Swift, shoulder injury. Missed a couple of games, but he's still not on the IR. Um, however, the reports now is that he still may not be playing in week 15, which I think will be three consecutive games he's missing. A um, little troubling there. Yeah, so it was it was odd because last week they were talking about possibly going on the IR, and now the talks of him uh, being back, maybe possibly this week. So um, definitely monitor that situation uh, going forward. All right, who else we got? Let's talk about Cam Akers a little bit. We haven't talked about him since way early preseason. Um, Tore his Achilles in July, right? Mm. And the initial report was that he was going to miss the entirety of the 2021 season. And now I'm hearing speculation that that might not be the case. Um, Heard a quote. It says, you don't want to be presumptuous, but we're able to make the playoffs and give ourselves a chance to play. The expectation is that Cam would be available to play. Now, I want to highlight that (laughs) he tore his his Achilles in July. This would be, in my mind, wildly irresponsible, especially when we consider – the already short playing careers of an NFL running back, somebody who relies heavily on very powerful force production out of their ankles. Um, These are devastating injuries. If he comes back too soon, he definitely runs the risk of terminating his career. So I know there's some speculation um, and they're saying he's on track to return for the playoffs, but I am not betting on a Cam Akers return even if the Rams go deep into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, that's if, if again, not for fantasy purposes going forward for the regular season or your playoffs, but if you play fantasy playoffs, I mean, possible Cam Akers comes into your window. I mean, honestly, though, like you said, why pick up Sony Michelle if you're going to rush back Cam Akers? I mean, to me, that doesn't make any sense. I totally agree with you. All right, who else we got? Yeah, speaking of uh, the playoffs, Derrick Henry, we talked about him a few weeks ago, went down with the Jones fracture, which is a fracture of the fifth metatarsal, the outside bone in your foot. Um, And we talked about how this guy is just a beast. You know, he was hobbling on the sidelines, came back in, so essentially played on a broken foot. And the word now is that his rehab is going so well that he's scheduled to return for the playoffs if if Tennessee makes it in Um, or potentially in week 18 if there's a win and in type of situation there. So great news for Derrick Henry owners. Commissioner, you being one of them, if you didn't drop them all together, he may be back. Well, it's a little too late now that I'm out of the playoffs. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter at this point. Thanks for rubbing that in. All right, who else do you have? So Josh Allen. Um, I heard initially that this was diagnosed as a foot sprain, but then I heard a little bit more detail on it. And they're describing it as a turf toe. Regardless of whether it's foot sprain or a turf toe, it's good that it's not a Liz Frank fracture. You know, sometimes you see foot sprain and you go to Liz Frank, but the clarification of turf toe is encouraging. 
And accordingly, he's listed as day-to-day as he deals with this. Um, but I, I don't expect him to miss week 15. Okay. I was kind of hoping he would, to be quite frank with you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I want. I, listen, the Dolphins are, are literally like right on the cusp of, of flirting into this playoff just somehow some way so please let's make it happen all right who else you got my bad no no worries uh emmanuel sanders suffered a knee sprain um was quickly ruled out during the first half against the bucks and sanders is expected to now miss week 15 all right duly noted and then on that topic as well kareem hunt left the game in the first quarter with an ankle injury did not return um, I heard early in the day that he was, quote, unlikely to play week 15, but right before the show, and I need you guys to confirm this, I heard he was ruled out for week 15. Now, I don't have that a primary source on that, just what I heard scrolling around real quick. So Kareem Hunt, at a best unlikely, at worst, ruled out for week 15. All right. Well, that is big news for Nick Chubb owners um, and Hunt owners uh, going into the playoffs. That is certain. I don't have that confirmation yet. I'm sorry. I didn't have my phone up. All right. Who else do you got on the house call? The end of the house call, guys. All right. Well, that's it. Well, good stuff. Well, we appreciate you coming in. Unfortunately, you know, we got a lot of uh, players going on uh, a COVID um, rampage right now, but, you know, not much to really talk about there. We talked about COVID before. kind of is what it is really some of these players like Higby they were talking about that was like a false positive maybe Um, so this is the kind of stuff we're going to deal with unfortunately going into the playoffs it's really gonna um, really gonna test fantasy owners going forward for sure all right doc we appreciate you we got champs or chumps coming up we got Derek from the good old boys fantasy football podcast and DJ from high and low and champs or chumps This will be a good one. Can't wait. DJ the Brain. We're going to try him out tonight against a fantasy football expert. We'll check it out when we get right back. Hey, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. And our network, the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, is no different. So we teamed up with our friends from Manscaped to give back to the people for an exciting holiday giveaway. We want you to look and feel smooth this holiday season. So we're giving away the Manscaped 4.0 Performance Package. And all you have to do is go to our Facebook page at Belly Up Sports, give us a like, and that well-deserved five-star review, and you're entered to win. It's as simple as grandma's holiday pie, and who knows what holiday and magic awaits once those ornaments are looking shiny and new again. So what are you waiting for? Give us a like, that well-deserved five-star review, and you could be belly up all holiday season. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can I carry those for you? Thanks. Hey, I saw you help the guy in the wheelchair with his groceries. Another way to show him your good side? Donate at Griffles Plasma, because he also relies on plasma-based medicine. Thanks again. Find a center at GrifflesPlasma.com. You can receive up to $800 this month. 
Belly up all holiday season is indeed what you'd like to be for sure. All right, let's welcome our guest into the studio. First, we'll welcome Derek from the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome to the studio, brother. How y'all doing? Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks, uh, Thanks so much. We are excited to have you indeed. You're going up against, I know, I don't know if, how old you are, but I don't know if you watch um, Animaniacs with Pinky and the Brain. This is the brain right here. You're going up against DJ the Brain from High, from high Low Sports. Welcome to the studio, brother. Is that going to be my new name? And we got a commissioner, we got a doctor. I'm starting to become a regular. Can I be the brain or the bouncer? Like, I'm going yeah, to be a cool title here soon, too. I think so. I, in fact, um, today I started to make a, a cartoon image of you. So oh, I, I, I'm starting to develop something in the works. Don't worry, I got you. I'm excited. All It'll right. be an upgrade from the real life once. I look forward to it. <laughs> All right. Well, we welcome you guys into the studio. It's time for Champs or Chups. All right, by now everyone knows how this works. We're going to bring up some players that now, since the fantasy season just about over, we'll just say to the regular season, how they'll finish the season in the top 10. In the top 10, they are a champ, and not in the top 10, they are a chump. Derek, you're going to lead us off tonight in round one. We got Lamar Jackson. You're going to make the case for him to be a champ. Well, this one here, right, you look at it, he's already QB9 and half-point PPR scoring, right? So season-long, that's where he's at. You look at it further along, right, how many quarterbacks had have more than 500 total rushing yards in a season have finished outside the top 10. They're, the list is uh, very, very small, right? Baltimore is playing for something. You're going to see this thing come down the stretch there. He's got a, you know, a tougher stretch of games here, but – you know, is it still manageable? Absolutely, right? You're looking Green Bay, Cincinnati, L.A., a Rams to, to basically finish off the playoff, uh, the fantasy playoff season here. So he'll get there. Uh, he's at nine. I don't see him slipping, even though he has been, uh, you know, not great lately over these past few weeks. Um, he'll still manage to hold on due to some of that rushing upside and that rushing floor. He'll He will get into that top ten. Yeah, um, you know, hard to argue with that. Definitely um, when a, you have a, um, a quarterback getting you running back stats also while he's throwing the ball, um, you know, that's good stuff right there. DJ, your turn, sir. Make the case for Lamar to be a chump. This one hits me square in the heart because back in the beginning of November when they were 6-1, and one, I traded Kyler Murray for Lamar Jackson. Someone mm-hmm. offered it to me in a trade, and I accepted it. <laughs> And since I did that, I have been with no defensive coordinators been able to do in the NFL. I have stopped Lamar Jackson single-handedly. Since that point, (laughs) he has six passing touchdowns and eight interceptions, one 100-yard game against the Vikings, zero touchdowns since week two. And he he has cracked 20 points one time during that stretch against Pittsburgh in a game where they basically – they were behind the entire time and had to make a blitz at the end of it. So when I look at Lamar Jackson, not to mention missed game with illness, has had COVID twice now in the last two years. And now has the ankle injury. There's a strong chance he might miss this game. And if he does play that ankle, it's got to be bothering him, especially if someone uses his legs like he does. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be rough for him. I think he'll finish maybe in that 10, 11, 12 spot. But I think a lot of these guys are starting to come up strong as well, too, down the stretch and might pass him up. Herbert's starting to get flying as well, too. The, the OG guys like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. It's really easy to be a quarterback for fantasy football-wise, it feels like. 
Hell, even Daniel Jones will give you 100 rushing yards out of nowhere sometimes. He'll run 80 yards and trip on the 20 and still give you 30 fantasy points. So when I look at it, I think those injuries as well as for some reason since I traded for him, Lamar Jackson has plummeted. I think he's going to I think he's going to be a chump unfortunately, especially by his standards. So, so who, do you, who do you have as the two guys that get up there to push him out of the top 10? That's a good question. I can see Carson Wentz making a case for it as well too. He's come on strong recently and even though he throws a lot of stupid shovel-handed interceptions as well, he's he's a guy that can make a push. To a tug of is getting he doesn't throw for a lot of yards, but he does get touchdowns and weird rushing yards down the stretch as well too. I think just the way quarterbacks play, it takes just a few games. Dak Prescott start is still there as well. He's always an option. Granted, he's been kind of terrible recently. There's Jalen Hurts as well too. Jalen Hurts is mandatory 100 yards rushing when he's healthy. I, I think there's a lot, Justin Fields even. He's looked really good the last handful of weeks. He's starting to come on strong. So I can see a few guys starting to push him out as he starts to stagnate a little bit, especially if he misses multiple games. Yeah, I so can- he, Yo, so my bad. You got a you got a hurt ankle, you got COVID, and you got the DJ the brain curse on Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's a compelling case, Nick, for a chump. Who do you got for round one, sir? Well, uh, both compelling arguments, <laughs> but DJ brought the stats, all facts, no caps. DJ, you get round one. All right, DJ, round one. It only cost me my fantasy season to get round one. It's all it cost me. I, yeah, I, th- I think that was a pity uh, a pity vote for you there, bro. I think that's all that was. You, you had to bring up how he hurt you hurt you in fantasy season. Hey, Nick, it's like Nick fantasy points in garbage time. They still count, right? I mean, I'll take them. Points <laughs> or points. Doesn't matter. Indeed. All right, let's go to round two tonight. Let's. We got Melvin Gordon. Now he, him, and uh, Javante Williams really have come on as of late. Denver's really starting to pound a rock, um, so this is going to be compelling here. We're going to start tonight, DJ, with you. You got the case to make him a champ. Let's hear what you got. This one's a tougher one as well, too. But I think if depending on what your ceiling is with him, he could be a champ. If you want him as RB one, he's going to probably let you down there as well, too. But as an RB two or a flex, I think he's an outstanding pick in the games that they have won and been successful. He's had north of 13 carries for the most part. The Giants week one, 11 carries for 101 yards, a touchdown. This last week, two touchdowns, 24 carries. Against the Cowboys, 21 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. And some of those games in between, he'll give you three or so receptions. So as a RB2 and a flex guy, I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries down the stretch with Javante Williams. They're somehow still in the playoff race, but not really. I think Javante Williams is your running back of the future. Melvin Gordon, you're dropping him off at the end of the season. So, And you already see Javante Williams is your guy of the future. He doesn't have to prove anything. So I can see them. Maybe lean a little more carries towards Melvin Gordon just to keep things healthy because Denver's uh, injury luck the last couple of years, to say the least, has been bad. They've been down, what, five receivers in a game recently? They've had a receiver play quarterback in the last couple of years. I could see Melvin Gordon's carries starting to go up down the stretch and Javante Williams kind of getting the goal line carries that are a few short yardage carries. So, yeah, I was feeling the argument there, and then you kind of made the argument against yourself there a little bit. So, all right, let's hear. All right, Derek, let's hear it. Let's hear Melvin Gordon. As a chump. So, right, we're, we're defining champ and chump, top 10, not top 10, right? This is an easy one. There's not a chance that he jumps seven guys to get up into the top 10, right? He's running back 17 on the year uh, in half-point PPR scoring. He's got to make up significant ground there, and you're talking about a timeshare in which you're talking a 50-50 split in most of these cases. And even when you're talking, you know, you're going through and you're talking about the recent stretch – 
uh, going through where the Broncos have taken on a running identity, taking the ball out of Teddy Bridgewater's hands, which is a Broncos fan is uh, thank you very much for, uh, for taking the ball out of Teddy Bridgewater's hand and trying to establish the run um, during that stretch. He's earning back 24. So even though the Broncos have had an uptick over the last five weeks from weeks 10 to 14, he's RB 24 during that span RB 17 on the year. So there's not a chance that you're going to see him uptick. And I don't necessarily know that you're going to see him uh, Javante get the goal line work. Melvin Gordon, that's been his thing. And that's why he was brought into Denver. And that's why they pay him eight, $9 million a year is to get into the end zone and be because he's got the nose for it. Uh, but even that being the case, he is not going to jump guys like, you know, let's just look who's in front of him right now. Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, uh, Antonio Gibson, Javante Williams, Nick Chubb. He would have to jump every one of those guys and then knock several of the other guys already in the top 10 out. Not a chance that he's, uh, he's given that one up. Compelling arguments all the way around, Nick, who you got for round two? Yeah, uh, he said it without saying it, that uh, Melvin Gordon is basically touchdown dependent. Um, I'm going to go with Derek for round two. All right, Derek, round two. Congratulations. We're all tied up one to one. Going to round three. Let's go to the receivers. Mike Evans. This is going to be an interesting one here. Derek, you got the case for him to be a champ. You can lead us off, my, my friend. Alrighty, so you look at it right now on the season. He is in that top 10, right? And we've seen that come through. He's got Tom Brady's on an MVP caliber season again, right? The GOAT is having a GOAT season again, and that is going to continue. Tampa Bay's getting hot here at the right time. You look at it, Mike Evans, wide receiver number seven on the season so far. You look at the last uh, month or so, weeks 10 to 14, he's still wide receiver 10. Um, so even though he's had a little bit of a downtick, Tampa Bay had a couple of off games in there. Their bye week was thrown in there. Even with all of that time in there, still running, or still wide receiver 10 when it's there. This week, he's got a very juicy matchup being against New Orleans there. New Orleans got that that run funnel type of defense there where they're going to try and shut down playoff Lenny. They're going to try and shut down the run game, which opens things up for the passing game. Look for him to have a very, very big game here, right? He's going up against Carolina last week or the week after Atlanta, just, uh, you know, we saw what Atlanta was able to do with Cordell Patterson shoot. Um, even Kyle Pitts even had a decent game coming out of there as well. And then they finished the year off against the Jets. So three juicy matchups here coming down the stretch. Uh, there's no way that you're going to see him get knocked out. Even though he has been a little bit more touchdown dependent these last two seasons, he's got the quarterback leading the league in touchdowns, and that is going to continue. And you're going to see Tom Brady, you'll probably finish this season north of 44 touchdowns when it's all said and done, leading the league in that, putting up an MVP caliber season. And Mike Evans is a deep threat and a touchdown uh, guy that he looks to in the red zone. All right. Very good. Compelling case. DJ, I don't envy you this time, bro. I really set you up tonight, making it hard for you. you Work you, this yeah, one you, out for me. Tell me why Mike Evans is a chump. You, you kind of did the, the old parent story. They say you had to walk uphill both ways back in my day. That's what you had me doing today. I'm backpedaling uphill both ways with some butter on the road. So I'm working on it here. But Mike Evans is honestly fantastic, and you kind of nail it right on the head. He's a big play threat and a touchdown threat, but that's kind of where 100% of his value comes from. Since Halloween, he has 26 catches and just a, and only four touchdowns. Three touchdowns, excuse me. No, wait, four. I can do math. Okay. And only four touchdowns as well. And since Antonio Brown did Antonio Brown things, and that's an absolute mess, the guy who stepped in his place has been Chris Godwin, who now has suddenly, not so silently, creeped his way up to fourth in the league in receiving yards, 
only behind Cooper Cup, who nothing needs to be said about that. Cooper Cup has won a lot of people fantasy leagues. Justin Jefferson, who has won a lot of people some fantasy leagues, and Devontae Adams, who's Devontae Adams. Like the, those three are pretty self-explanatory. And next, you know, Chris Godwin has kind of stepped up into that slot receiver type role for Tom Brady. We know how lo- he loves to get the ball out of his hands quickly. He loves to one, two, three, and let it rip. He, it's, he gets everything in between the numbers. It's Mike Evans' touchdown big player bust. And now that Gronkowski's healthy and being Gronkowski again, he's starting to vulture a little bit of those touchdowns and those seam routes in the red zone as well. So I can see down the stretch, those guys starting to take a little bit of Mike Evans' production, and we bench a playoff Lenny. It's that time of the year. It gets a little chilly in everywhere besides Florida. So if they have to travel as well, you, we might see more Leonard taking a little bit of those receptions and stuff for him. So during the playoffs, I'd prefer Chris Godwin if I'm taking a, if I'm taking a Bucks receiver. Mike Evans is a little bit too big play dependent, if that makes sense. He either has to get you six points on one play or a 60-yard point, 60-yard gain. He, has, he gets you six points a play, but few and far between. I like it. Just keep in well, mind that that, uh, that stretch you're talking about between Halloween and now, uh, Chris Godwin, wide receiver nine, Mike Evans, wide receiver 10. There's very, very few points that have separated those two. You're talking about a 1.2 fantasy points during that stretch that you're talking about. But there, there, look at the last two, and specifically, though, Chris Godwin has gone absolutely ballistic and has led, led the league in receiving yards the last couple of weeks, while Tom Brady has led the pat league in passing yards the last couple of weeks as well, too. So I think we're kind of on the same page. PPR, it's Chris Godwin all the way. If it's not PPR, you probably look towards Mike Evans in that regard. But if you're going to get PPR, I'm looking at Chris Godwin. Fair enough. I look at everything half point PPR, but PPR, I could, I could see that. Yeah, for sure. Compelling arguments, Nick. <laughs> wow. Uh, mind blown. Uh, as a as a Tom Brady and uh, Mike Evans stack owner, uh, I feel both points. Uh, but I am gonna go with DJ on on this one because I feel it. Um, Evans is touchdown dependent or or big play. But you know what? He's been doing the job, so I'm gonna ride it till the wheels fall off. <laughs> Right in, indeed. All right. So, DJ, you're up 2-1. Going into round four, let's talk about the tight ends. Pat Fryer Moose, if I'm even saying that correctly. DJ, thank you, sir. DJ, um, you got the case for the champ for Mr. Fryer Moose. You, sir, are up first. This is tough because I hate everything that is the Steelers offense right now. It's an absolute misery to watch. But the guy who has benefited from that has been Pat Firemuth. Going back to when he first started kind of breaking out against Seattle. In that game, seven receptions, 54 yards. Since that point, he has six touchdowns as well, too, starting to get in the end zone. We see the Steelers consistently fall behind by 30 points and then start getting their random comeback. That's not quite a comeback because they don't really have a chance, but they make it look close. And during that time, it's been Pat Firemuth in the red zone as their big target. Chase Claypool has one touchdown this season. He's not your red zone target. He was last year. Deontay Johnson's your big play guy, but not much of a red zone target overall. Juju's gone. It's Najee Harris or Pat Fryermuth. The two rookies have been the guys that score when they do get into the red zone. Ben's trying to get the ball out of his hands in, I believe it's 2.5 seconds or less this entire season, <laughs> has been his average. And going back to last season, it's even shorter. And that equates to Pat Fryermuth, who looked at Eric Ebron and said, I'm taking your job and straight stole it from him. And he's been proving them right ever since. It made no sense for them to draft a tight end, but... He's made it look well so far. It's going to be tough for him to get in there as well, too. This is a tough one to vote for, but because the Steelers' offense is so bloody and net, I can see him vulting some garbage time touchdowns here and there. And he's kind of in the Cole Komet type of thing, where he just randomly gets the targets when, it, when Ben gets the ball out of his hands quickly. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. All right, very compelling case. Derek, you got the chump. Let's hear it. All righty. So right now, right, you look at it, he's tied at number 12 on the season. And we're coming down into the three-game stretch here where you said it. The, the Steelers' offense is anemic at, at best, and it's, it comes in garbage time, and he's a touchdown-dependent tight end, right? Down the future, he very well may become a guy that you know is going to see something more than a touchdown is going to save his week to it. But when we look at it, he's got two very tough matchups out of the next three, right? Tennessee, okay, Tennessee has been very forgiving in the secondary, and so, okay, maybe he has a good game here. But Kansas City has picked up their defense tremendously lately, and you've also got Cleveland who's picked up their defense tremendously lately so for a touchdown tight a touchdown dependent tight end i don't see him getting into the end zone um in two of his next three matchups which is going to leave him outside of the top 10 in two of those three games him sitting at number 12 he's not going to get into it and when you look at it furthermore right like so let's look at some some tight ends around there. Zach Ertz already ahead of him, um, number 11 in a much better offense. The Cardinals um, will utilize him. And you know we've seen it where he doesn't necessarily have to get into the end zone to have fantasy relevance. Same thing with Darren Waller, who's actually tight end number 13 on the season right now. So do I think that Darren Waller will jump? Uh, Firemouth, absolutely before this season's all said and done because he doesn't need to get into an end zone to, to have fantasy relevance there. And so when you're talking a, a touchdown dependent tight end, even though he has come on strong and even though he has had a very good streak here down the stretch, it's not gonna it's not gonna be enough to push him up and into it and knock guys off because you're not gonna see him knock off guys like Gronkowski, Dallas Goddard, uh Gesicki. Uh, Kyle Pitts, Schultz, um, Dawson Knox, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, um, or Mark Andrews, right? Like those are 10 guys already named that are ahead of him, and he's not going to get up into that that range there. If the DJ Curse yeah. applies the tight ends, he will knock Dawson Knox out just to spite me the rest of the way. Just throwing that out there. If the DJ Curse is going to start applying the tight ends, <laughs> Dawson Knox is supposed to be my season savior, but we'll, I, that's a tough one to knock out too. I mean, yeah, maybe he's, he's got to make up 20 points in three weeks, which it can happen, but for a touchdown-dependent type of guy, I don't see it happening much more with the fact that you're going to see Dawson Knox probably get in the end zone two of the three weeks. Yeah, it's going to save his uh, save his weeks there as well. We underestimate how much the fantasy gods hate me. (laughs) DJ, nobody likes the voodoo that you do. All right, Nick, who do you got for round four? Well, you both brought compelling arguments. Uh, I disliked the the, uh, Steeler bashing, uh, but, you know, uh, DJ, you literally lost it in your first sentence, Uh, but you did back it up. Uh, Derek... 
Uh, very compelling, but I believe that you are actually correct because uh, Firemuth is actually touchdown dependent. So, Derek, you win round four. All right. It somehow got tied up. How does this happen every week? It's crazy how we always get to round five. But this is the good round, though. This is how you can represent really bring it home for yourselves. Derek, you're going to represent your Broncos. Let's hear the argument for that defense to finish the year as a champion. Well, that defense is all that Denver seems to have have going with it besides their run game. So when you look at how Denver is going to game plan and how they're going to bring things through, they're going to, again, like I said earlier, they're going to try and take the ball out of Teddy Bridgewater's hands. Um, you know, So if you've got Denver Broncos wide receivers on your uh, fantasy rosters for the playoffs, I'm sorry. Um, you know, that that's just not going to be a, a good move there. But Denver right now, Defense special teams, number seven on the season. They've got some pretty decent matchups down the stretch here. Cincinnati is going to be a little bit of a tough one. We always see L, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and the uh, the Broncos play each other pretty tight when those two uh, get together because, quite frankly, those teams don't like each other. And then you've also got the Chargers. And while those Chargers can put up uh, some points on this one as well, uh, again, I look for them to have a very similar game plan uh, with the Chargers that they had with Kansas City. Um, in which you're going to, and oh, by the way, the Chargers have an absolutely bad run defense. They're giving up some of the most points allowed to fantasy running backs out there this season. So look for Denver to keep the ball on the ground, take the ball out of the, or take the air out of the ball and absolutely slow that game down with a slow scoring type of affair there. Look for them to do to the Chargers what they did to uh, Kansas City there, right? Las Vegas. If Las Vegas is going to win a game, Derek Carr's got to throw for about 300 yards. Uh, that secondary for Denver is awfully good. And again, look for them to be able to, to take the air out the ball, slow the game down a little bit. So you're going to see a lot of these games where you're going to see games where, you know, 20 to 20 to 14 type of games going down the stretch here, which if you can keep a defense, uh, if your defense can only give up 14 to 20 points type of thing, uh, which is very much what, uh, what I see happening down the stretch here, that defense and special teams is going to be able to put up enough points to win that thing. And so again, you look at it, their defense is ranked number seven on the week and who are the teams that are going to jump them? We need at least three of them behind them, Kansas city, the Packers, Miami, the Saints, Tennessee, Minnesota, the Eagles, you know, that's that's seven teams behind them. You got to pick at least three of them to get up there. And, you know, maybe the Dolphins have enough oomph to get up there and finish inside of that as well. So the Broncos will absolutely finish top 10 in defense special team scoring for this fantasy season. Hmm. I noticed a lot of sucking up to the host tonight with a lot of Dolphin references. I love it. Love you guys. All right, let's talk about... <laughs> DJ and your hometown Brownies. Bring him Man, as a champ. It hurts me to talk about the Browns. I'll throw that out there as well, too. I'm not even a fan, and it pains me. But when I look at their team, too, when I look at their defense especially, they've been really good throughout the season. They've had a few rough games against Kansas City, the Chargers, the Cardinals, and the Patriots. I mean, four of the top teams you'll find in the league. Other games they've had, given up seven points to Minnesota, 14 to Denver, 15 to Pittsburgh, and then their last few games, too. 16 points to Baltimore, 22 to Baltimore, and and 10 to Detroit, and 16 to the Bengals. And during that time, they've intercepted Lamar Jackson four times in a week. They've had a 100-yard pick six from Denzel Ward against the Bengals. This last week, Miles Garrett scored a touchdown and terrified everybody as he rumbled into the end zone. Their defense, when it is healthy, has been sensational. The problem was being healthy. Denzel Ward missing games. The rookie of Wusu Kormoa missing games. Their problem has been health, and now that they're starting to get healthy, 
they've been sensational down the stretch. They've been stopping teams with, and we talked about the Steelers deep offense. The Browns make them look like a firehouse right now with how putrid they are. It's Nick Chubb, save us or we all, or we lose. Like they're terrible to watch at this point. And down the stretch, they have an easy way to go the rest of the way. They have the Vegas, Vegas Raiders coming up on Saturday and, their only hope on offense is literally my doppelganger Hunter Renfro catching 15 passes. And even when he does that, they still lose by 40 points. So unless Darren Waller can get healthy, they have Green Bay, which is going to be a rough one. Like everyone has a rough time against Green Bay. You have Pittsburgh. We already talked about them. And the first time they match up is 15 to 10. And then Cincinnati, who they already flooded once. And Cincinnati is the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team if I've ever seen one. One minute they're great. The next minute they're a mess and they've lost four of their last six. So they're the young team that peaked a little bit too early. So I see the Browns finishing strong and making their way into that seven, eight, nine-ish spot as well, too, just on that defense. Because if they're going to win any of those games to get in this playoff hunt, their defense is going to have to score points because that offense is terrible. And they kind of know that at this point. Their defense has to score. And guys like Miles Garrett, who should be top two in defense player of the year, Denzel Ward at one of the top corners in the game, Wusu Kormoa, Josh Johnson. Like, they got the players when they're all healthy. And I think down the stretch, they're going to make some noise as well, too, to try and fight for that playoff spot. Yeah, they've well, got to drop What's that, sir? I said they got to jump eight teams to get in that top ten. I, I think it's possible. I mean, it's it's very possible when you have easy games down the rest down the rest of the way. Compelling cases from you both, and listen to you both. Credit to both of you. You guys killed it tonight. Lots of good, Nick. I think you can agree. Our guests tonight, man, they oh, definitely killed it. They definitely That's killed great. it. But there can only be one winner. And the fact of the matter is, DJ, you win too much on my show, bro. So I'm going to give it to Derek. Congratulations. You are a winner tonight. So here you go. All right. And for for our loser, (laughs) I love the helmet. Oh, oh yeah, that's thanks. Great. It's it does. It's not very functional as a helmet, but it's a quality dunce cap when I end up losing. So, it, well, it oh, I love it. I love <laughs> it. Not very good right, with a tornado or something. It's still. It's not very sturdy, but it'll work for now. We got to run through our fun video. So, for the moment, my friend DJ. Hey man, just want to let you know that sometimes you got to shut the fuck up. And this current time is just one of those times you got to shut the fuck up. I don't think you're a bad person. I just don't want to hear you talking anymore. And I told I told you earlier. I told I told you earlier. I was making a cartoon just for you, sir. This this was just for you. I'm I'm I, we're doing big things later, so that's why I figure I might as well play with it a little bit. So here you go, sir. This is for you. I mean, I think Kelsey's going to get a big kick out of that. I'm going to send that to him for your show, actually. I mean, how thick do you think I am? I mean, I know I've never stood up around you, but damn, like, holy crap, I've not done that since in full force. Like, I, I you, are, you are deceptively damn. thick. Yeah, you don't, you don't even know, man. That thing does a lot of cool things. All right, so for our winner, you both obviously get your plug time. Let's give our winner his props. My friend Derek, tell all of our listeners where they can find you and all your great stuff. Well, the uh, the easiest place to find us is goodoldboysff.com. Uh, we do a we do a live show uh, three times a week right now, Tuesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. Uh, we're gonna go live here in about an hour or so on our YouTube channel, the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, and then you can find us on the socials: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Good Old Boys FF. Again, appreciate you guys having me. This was a blast. Thank you. And DJ, that was uh, that was a very fun conversation. I appreciated that. 
No, absolutely. I appreciate it as well, too. It was nice to get to talk to you as well, too. I've seen a lot of your Twitter content as well. It's fantastic. It was nice to partake in it with you, even if it resulted in me in wearing a dunce cap at the end of it. But it was absolutely, <laughs> it was fun as well, too. I was glad to officially meet you as well. My pleasure was all mine, sir. Absolutely. DJ, I think at this point, everyone knows, our all listeners know where to find you, but let us all know where they can find your good stuff anyway. The easiest way to find us, too, would be on Twitter at high under low score high underscore low underscore sports podcast. And you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all those things as well, too. We go live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then the podcast audio version release releases at about 2 p.m. Eastern time the next day as well, too. We're on ColorCast frequently, calling games, hanging out, shooting the ish. You can find us all over the place as well, too. But the fastest place to be on Twitter, we make all of our announcements there. And we have some fun polls and different videos, including our dogs picking Thursday night games, which will be coming back this week as well, too. Yeah, that's a great segment. My wife actually enjoys that one too. I All right, guys. More often. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you. Um, it was a great time. Like I said, you guys killed it tonight. So good stuff. Um, you know, again, in the future, we'll have you on again. We'll be doing fun stuff like this going forward. So we'll hope to have you on again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk about all the shit we got wrong last week, which is a lot. What's up, TSS family? This is Mike, the straw that stirs the drink. Now, I know we all have our own ways of grading talent on fantasy football. A huge part of it, much like in life, is passing the eyeball test. You always have to look your best so that you could be at your best. That's why I go to Underground Cuts Barbershop in Orlando. Rob and the boys have been making ballers in Orlando look their best so that they can be at their best, on the field or on the air. Nobody performs miracles like the barbers at Underground Cuts. So go check them out. They're at 1005 West Oak Ridge Road, Suite 6, 32809, or give them a call, 407 858 0080 Underground Cuts, a proud sponsor of TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Yes, indeed, the fantasy show of the people. Yeah, Mike Hernandez actually a very interesting segment about to come up. Uh, for Mike, we have a fun little video uh, we'll be playing here soon. Uh, some off. off off the camera stuff that's going to be lots of fun for everyone to enjoy. All right, Nick, you know what time it is. It's time to talk about what we got wrong. Oh, you're so dumb. Baby, you're so dumb. I can tell right now, you ain't no good for me. When I think. All right, let's go to our stardom and sit-ums, and we'll look at the stuff we got right and wrong this week, and, of course, obviously focus on the wrong. On my side, um, well, I got my stardoms were actually not too shabby. Justin Burrow, 22 points, not too bad. Alvin Kamara had a decent day with 24. Actually, my I'm looking at it. My stardoms are pretty good. Sit-em-wise, Cam Newton uh, was a good sit. Josh Jacobs, uh, DJ Moore ended up having an okay game. Um, so not necessarily a sit. I just thought the Panthers was going to do awful um, all the way around. Foster Moreau, like I said, he wasn't really doing much. And Bills D, like, you know, again, that's not really saying much. They were playing Tampa, um, but definitely a sit for me. Um, Nick, let's talk about some things that you got right and what you got wrong. Uh, well, uh, I, what I got right was uh, Taysom Hill. Um, he had 26 Point three points. 
Uh, Melvin Gordon, we just talked about him. He's touchdown dependent, and he got 23 points. C.D. Lamb, eh, 14. Kelsey, stinker. And uh, Chargers did not do too well. They only got me six points. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And what about, um, yeah, in your sits, I will just point out that you did put TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. By the way, didn't, didn't play. So just want to point that out. <laughs> uh, well, again, when we put these in, he was supposed to play. So well, uh, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. And I just saved, I saved this for a uh, special someone. Fred, I mean, really, bro. Like, you didn't even send it. I just put in what you put in last week. That's literally what I put in. Which is, so look at all the do not plays. Do not play. Josh Taylor's on a buy. Come on. Bro. I mean, this is this is embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, what are, what are you doing? Do you do you even know who plays each week? I'm just starting to just really be concerned at this point. He's got Daniel Jones and AJ Brown. I mean, what is this guy doing, Fred? You know what's up. Come on. All right. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. Juice had a pretty decent, you know, kind of, he was had some good ones, had some, you know, again, look at the sits were really good. Um, Had some good starts with, you know, James Conner. That was a big call, um, 33 points. That was a big, big play for him there. Um, You know, Hollywood Brown didn't have a great game, uh, but Aaron Rodgers had a good one. So pretty, some good starts for the juice and some decent sits for him as well. So pretty decent job for the juice last week. All right, let's talk about our ultimate teams. All right. This is just, this is just getting disgusting at this point, but yeah. Um, Pat Mahal, look at, at first, I just want to point out, Freddie. <laughs> hey man, just want to let you know that sometimes you got to shut the fuck up. You gotta shut the fuck up. And this current For real, Fred, like this is Do just, not plays. This is embarrassing. Just embarrassing. All right, so um on my ultimate team, Josh Allen came up big, uh Camargans and Jets. That wasn't like a big crazy call there. Uh just, you know, glad he Played, but with no Mark Ingram, it just didn't make sense to throw him against the Jets. We all, I think, went Leonard Fournette, so no big surprise there. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams. I mean, I'm not picking, uh, you know, that's basically the NFC Pro Bowl one and two right there. Uh, George Kittle, I mean, I just, again, he's been strong as of late. Um, I talked about it on Sunday morning, him having a big game, and he sure the hell did. Um, Austin Eckler was on his way for a really big game, but then got hurt. So that could have been pretty good. Um, you know, obviously with the kicker, it's whatever. I just went with a game I thought was going to be high scoring. And Broncos D um, against Detroit, you know, only with 10, didn't come up as big as I thought they would, but still didn't hurt me at all. Nick, you want to talk about your ultimate team? Uh, yeah, Karen Rogers had 29, 29 <laughs> points. Uh, Aaron Jones had 21 
Josh Jacobs had a big whopping 10. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, 14. Devontae, 34. Travis Kelsey, the Juice and I picked him. We didn't do so well with him. Uh, Cordero Patterson, 14. Eh. Uh, and it's funny, we all picked uh, three different kickers. Actually, we, we picked uh, three kickers. Two were the, were the same, but uh, they both scored 14 points. And then uh, Greg and I went with the Packers with 13 points. All right. Well, pretty decent showing. You were number third, uh, number three. Juice was two. I was obviously one. And Fred was obviously dead last, bro. Embarrassing. All right. Let's go on. We're going to talk about – let's just talk about real quick. I know we were watching it last night, um, but we didn't uh, quite get to finish. Um we won't go over your win. I mean, I don't want you to gloat over your win yeah. over over now. But let's just talk about the game in general last night. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be one of those back and forth games, but it seemed like uh, the Cardinals were just a little bit um, off rhythm, so to speak. Um, especially Kyler Murray. Um, are you concerned about Kyler Murray going forward, or do you think just it was the Rams D doing you know what we thought they were going to do in the beginning of the season, be Rams defense? I don't know if I'm more concerned with Kyler Murray himself or the fact that uh, Arizona's got three losses and they're all at home. So, so if they get, if they happen to get uh, home field advantage or some home playoff games, uh, they that may be the the end of their season. Um, other than that, I think I think they're okay. They need to get that run game churning a little more uh, because again, now. The Rams do have a good defense. They did hold um, Connor in check. Uh, I don't. I can't remember how many points he scored. Uh, I mean, how many yards that he scored? But I think he only. Uh, I know he scored 13. thirty-three points. Yeah, he had thirteen carries for thirty-one yards. So he really didn't have and many yards, but he had two, two scores, TDs. Though. Right, but the two right. TDs. So again, uh, but most often. I'm not really concerned about about Arizona. The only thing is, though, is that, that the Packers now hold the, uh, the number one seat right now. So we'll see. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, you don't want to go through Green Bay, um, you know, to get to the Super Bowl. I know that's for sure. Um, and the fact I am is, concerned about, though, is D-Hop. He hasn't been playing yeah, too well. That's exactly that. That's exactly where I was heading, actually, because that's where I was going to comment again first on James Conner. Yeah, the two TDs, but then he had nine receptions for 94 yards. He was their leading receiver, um, you know, as far as receptions. Um, A.J. Green was number two with seven receptions with 102 yards. So, you know, how is the aging A.J. Green and your running back doing more than DeAndre Hopkins? Like, what's what's going on with him this year? You know, a second-string secondary at that. Right. I thought this was his get right. It was not. So, um, you know, that's surprising and concerning. I'm glad you brought that up. That was what I wanted to point out. I think I'm more concerned about D-Hop going forward. So if I'm a D-Hop owner, I'm definitely monitoring him, um, you know, as we go. But definitely having some reservations about, to me, he's a flex play right now. And that's mm-hmm. that's crazy to say. Um, on the other side of the football, though, um, you know, Stafford looked really good. 287 yards, three touchdowns. Sony Michelle in the absence of Daryl Henderson looked good, pounded the ball for 79 yards, 
Cooper Cup doing Cooper Cup things. OBJ coming out a little bit. Six carry set or six receptions, 77 yards in TD. And then Van Jefferson with his two receptions, 58 yards in touchdown, which of course might have helped somebody in his game against Greg. All right, let's go real quick. And we got a fun Thursday night game. So yes, let's do, do a Thursday night breakdown. 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 All righty. What a great game we have for Thursday and great for fantasy. I mean, all the way around, it looks like it's just going to be a good matchup. The Chiefs against the Chargers. I wanted to look up the weather. I was trying to look that up real quick. I, I didn't get a chance to. So while you're doing, while I'm looking some other things up, Nick, if you wouldn't mind checking that out nope. for me. Probably. Right now, the Chiefs are favored by four. Going over to L.A., listen, um, Justin Herbert's been lights out as of lately. I thought he was going to struggle a bit without Keenan Allen. No siree. He definitely was putting up big, big numbers. Um, you know, the Chiefs' D has been big as of late. We've noted that they've come on strong. Um, they're definitely not the Chiefs' D that they were in the beginning of the season, but this isn't the same Chargers offense you saw in the beginning of the season. So this is going to be a big Point game. I think you can throw the defenses out the door here. Um, Going to be lots of fancy points put up. Um, the Chiefs got a lot to play for, and they're playing strong. The Chargers also got a lot to play for, also playing strong. Two good ASC Web powerhouses in this matchup. Um, so, Nick, I'll kick it to you first um, if you want. Let's. I'll have you talk about the Chiefs side of the ball, and then I'll go to the. I'll talk about the Chargers. So, let's talk about this matchup with on the Chiefs side. Who do you like? What do you see uh, going forward? All right. Well, first, uh, KC is favored uh, minus three, and the over under is fifty two. So, it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, Again, you guys may check on the weather. It's going to be 53 degrees outside, but it's going to be nice and cool. Oh, it's in L.A. That's right. I forgot. You're right. I forgot they're in L.A. My bad. All right. No problem. So uh, the consensus is that that the Chiefs are going to win 51%. Um, As far as the Chiefs go, you know, I want to say play everybody on offense, but – the two that that uh, that I've been concerned with lately is Kelsey and Hill because they haven't been producing much, and that comes from Pat Mahomes. So you're gonna you're not gonna sit them. I'm not gonna say, well, you know, sit them. You're not gonna sit them. No one's no one's sit them. So you're gonna sit them. Um, have some reservation, right? Uh, the one that that you do play there is on um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire because, as previously mentioned. Chargers run defense is is terrible, so uh, that's so that's the one that's the one that you really have have confidence with. Now, I mean, over the season, just just overall numbers, uh, Ty Hill's got ninety receptions, a uh, thousand yards, and eight TDs. So so he sounds solid there. And then of course you got uh, Pat Mahomes, who's got 3,600 3, yards. 27 TDs and 12 picks. So um, you're gonna you're gonna play everybody. It's gonna be a fun night to watch football, um, especially going going into, into the holiday week. So uh, have a yeah, good time. Don't play all the offenses. 
Going in the holiday week, you know, you never know what kind of weather is going to happen inside a dome. Alright, I deserve that. I had to do that on myself. I didn't I didn't realize where I was at. Let's talk about the Charger side. I'll talk about the Charger side. Like again, Justin Herbert. Wow, great season. Number three overall right now. Uh doing great work and he's hot when it matters. Like I said last week when we were talking about it, we were talking about the injuries in the receiving core. I was like, man, this could be trouble for Justin Herbert. Maybe bring him out of the rankings a little bit. I mean, shouldn't have just even touched him because he he was doing great things. Again, Mike Williams did come in, so that of course matters. Keenan Allen will be back. Um, it seems like hopefully back this week. So I'm going to see some big production out of the receivers because we were just talking about that with Dr. Miller, um, some concern of Austin Eckler not playing this week. So if he doesn't play in this short week, obviously you see Justin Jackson um, getting some carries. But, you know, again, the focus is going to be on the pass game. So you'll see a lot uptick, obviously, with Jared Cook, with Jalen Guyton, with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, you name it, you got it. Put Mike Bagley in, put Harrison Butker in, put it all in, put it all except the defenses. You can go ahead and shelf those for this week. But I like all of them. Um, there's no point in even sitting. I could sit here and go over, you know, tell you the statistics. But if you played fantasy football or if you watch football, you know the Chiefs defense isn't all that great. Um, you know both of these teams got a lot to play for, and you know they both got a lot of firepower. So what does that mean? Lots of fancy points. So if you got somebody in there, I definitely would go for it. Yes, sir, Nick, you got something? Uh, the only thing maybe to note is that I'm looking here. Both teams average 27 points per game, but – uh, the Chiefs allow 20, uh, 20.6, and the Chargers allow 25.8. So that five-point difference may be the difference in the ballgame. Ooh, you heard it here first. Let's see what that score is when we get back. We'll have to play back the tape. We'll, we'll see how close you are. All right, guys, don't forget, waiver wire tonight. So, again, if you got Lamar, might be somebody you might want to grab somebody just in case. Uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, and again, this is playoff times, not time to play around. One quick uh, piece of advice I'll give everyone: ride the guys that got you here. Don't get cute. The guys got you here for a reason. Ride them. That's it. Period. Point blank. You'll never forgive yourself if it goes south. I promise you. Truer words never been spoken, I promise. All right, Nick, anything else before we close out tonight, sir? Uh, no. Okay, spotlight on. Here we go. All right, guys, we appreciate you, and we are out. Thank you, TSS family. We love you. We're on a mission, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.